2: This potentially being your last game at Heinz Field.
0: You know, signs are pointing to it being the last one. Ben under center.
2: This is the Rich Eisen
0: Show. All I want to do is win the game. That's all that matters to me. Final score, Pittsburgh 26, Cleveland 14. The Rich Eisen Show. Thank you to all the fans and everybody. everybody.
3: I just don't see them hanging it up.
0: Earlier on the show, from NBC Sports, Peter King. Still to come, Chargers head coach, Brandon Staley. Plus, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour
2: number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air on this busy Tuesday in Los Angeles, California. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Peter King was just on. Kurt Warner will be on in hour number three. He called last night's Monday Night Football game between the Steelers and the Browns for Westwood One Radio. I can't wait to hear what his two cents on that game is, the future of Baker Mayfield and what he thinks about all that. Of course, the upcoming slate of Week 18 games, that's coming up later on. And Week 18, as we all know, finishes up with the Sunday night special on NBC. Winner in, loser goes home. That's the idea. Unless they tie and certain results happen, then both get in. Uh, Let's see what happens when the Chargers and Raiders play one another. Justin Herbert and Derek Carr for our viewing pleasure to wrap up the regular season longest regular season ever starting at 7 Eastern on Peacock and then of course on NBC and joining us here on the Rich Eisen show now on the Mercedes Benz Vans phone line is the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers Brandon Staley how are you coach? I'm
3: doing well, Rich. Thanks for having me.
2: Sorry to make you uh, sit through that promo material, but I got to keep the lights on. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I do. Okay. I'm, I'm sure you understand the way the business works. I respect that. I pre- <laughs> Thank you. So uh, let's just jump into it. Um, something you would have signed for, I imagine, before the the season is a chance to make the playoffs or maybe having it wrapped up by now. What, what's your two cents on, on, on playing in this
3: game come Sunday night, Coach? Yeah, yeah I mean, we certainly wanted to, be in a position to compete for a championship, compete, uh, you know, for a division championship, which we, you know, we able to do in December is give ourselves a chance, you know, because that's where it starts, you know, in pro football. And then, um, you know, certainly when, you know, we had that tough one against Kansas City and that wasn't going to go down for us, then you know, you pivot to the next thing, which is um, giving yourself a chance in the tournament. And that's the type of team uh, that we want to be around here. And uh, now we've put ourselves in a position to do that. And um, you know, we're excited for our opportunity this week.
2: In COVID. 19, man. I mean, talk about the things. you Coaches are control freaks and um, and control what you can control. You cannot control that. How is your team right now with this virus, uh, where now um, COVID can absolutely end a season with games like this on the line?
3: Yeah, Coach. Rich. I think I think as we've seen throughout the league, I think it just hits teams at different points. Uh, it hit us, you know, at Christmas, you know, for the Houston game where we kind of got cleaned out. And, you know, I think all of us are learning a lot as we go. And, I mean, I think since I took the job in January, so much has changed with protocols and, you know, the way this virus is, you know, shape-shifted and moved. And I know the NFL is trying to move with it. And um, I think that what we've tried to do is stay connected as an organization. And you have to stay flexible. And I think over the last couple of weeks, you know, we've been uh, virtual in the morning, uh, make those adjustments to limit. The exposure, and I think all of us now have that, you know, that experience with Zoom in that world, and we're kind of comfortable in that space. So, uh, last week we were virtual, and our guys handled it beautifully. Uh, made some alterations to the schedule, and um, you know, we had a really good week of practice yesterday. You know, last week and, and, and played well. So, I think the the big thing, Rich, is you have to be connected as an organization because things are going to move all the time, and you got to be able to move with it and communicate well. And I think all of us in the NFL um, are doing the best we can.
2: I'm not being great. Glib, when I ask this question in the manner in which I ask it, trust me, but do you re- do you tell someone like Justin Herbert to say, go home, don't go anywhere, order in, don't, lit- 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 I'm serious. Like, do <laughs> yeah, you do no, that? It,
3: no, it's a, it's a point well taken. I think um, – you know we're we're trying to do the best we can with every single player uh especially you know the premium players like Justin that that matter a lot to your success it's very difficult to win uh, without your starting quarterback out there so um you know Justin has, has been taking all the necessary precautions we haven't done anything extreme but i know that um you know just following you know the guidelines that um you know the cdc and you know uh all the medical experts have uh, put in place with masks, social distancing, washing your hands, uh, limit exposure. Uh, Justin is, you know, obviously following that to the fullest, and um, you know, I think we're all doing the best we can, and and I think that he's, you know, done a good job, and I think our team has really handled it well, um, and I'm proud of, you know, I think Rich, it's, I'm proud of the way we've handled it this season because it's, it hasn't been easy, um, but, um, you know, we're all in it together, and I think that's also an important point: is that um, no matter what you're in, NFL, what type of walk of life, we're all in it we all have kids that go to school and things like that so we're doing the best we can
2: Brandon Staley LA Chargers head coach here on the Rich Eisen show so what what has been Herbert's biggest football challenge this year what defenses are trying to do to him um, and what 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 general sense he sees when he gets to the line of scrimmage and how he's been battling that throughout his second season first with you
3: What's yeah, yeah, Rich, I think his biggest challenge, I think, is just handling a new offense this year uh, and, and taking full command of our offense. And uh, I think the inventory of experiences, you know, every time he – Plays against a different defense, he's able to bank that experience and and grow from it. And I think what people you know forget about guys like him is that he's still brand new. You know, he's still seeing defenses for the first time. And uh, and I think that what he's been able to do throughout the season is improve uh, his command of our offense certainly. And I've just been so impressed with how he's taken command of our offense and and run with it and how much he's improved from the beginning of the season to now. And then also banking on you know these inventory of experiences with different defense and, um, you know, how people are playing us and how they assess our team and learning that game within the game. Uh, And he's just becoming a more complete player every single time he goes out and uh, certainly one of the big reasons why we're having the season we're having. And uh, he's been fantastic all season for us.
2: Well, in terms of running with it, literally, I mean, um, the Steeler game, he was stupendous. He had to it sometimes, I guess, but – are you trying to keep him in the pocket? Is that what you and Joe Lombardi telling him, don't do that? Um, because he's, he's got that ability to be a game changer with his legs as well. What's your yeah. philosophy
3: on that? I mean taking the the job and, and trying to you know fit this offense for him, we really wanted to be able to get him on the move you know with our RPO game, our keeper game, which has been a very big strength of ours, you know uh, getting him on the move, changing the launch point, um, so defenses aren't teeing off I think that's been a big strength of our offense and then the one thing that he has um, that, that most special quarterbacks do is when that first play isn't there, can that second play become a big one and, and he's shown that creativity uh, and that playmaking ability. Outside the pocket, um, whether it's throwing, to, you know, uh, moving to throw the football um, in the deep part of the field, or you know, that's how you make first downs when it's crowded and there's traffic. Can you can you move? Can you create offense? Um, and and that's something that he does really well. And then in the Pittsburgh game, hey, if they're going to try and take away all your receiving threats, play a lot of split safety man to try to take away Keenan and Mike Austin Eckler um, and everyone's backs turn, Now he has real speed. I mean, this guy's a four six guy. Um, it's six. So I think that we've done a really good job of you know, keeping him out of harm's way, but at the same time utilizing those talents, like you mentioned, um, so that they have to defend all 11 players on the field, including him. And uh, I think that's why we're having the quality year that we're having offensively. Brandon Staley, L.A. Chargers head coach here on the Rich Eisen Show.
2: I, I'm going to ask you a general question, and I, I, I'm sure you've been asked it many times, but you, you, I think you know where I'm going with this even. Uh, f- fourth down calls. what What is your, you know, sometimes you, you're taking some points this week, even, you know, on fourth and inside the five against Kansas City. You went for it on every single one of those situations. I know it's all relative, opponent, score, positioning, but what what is your process in the heat of the moment where game clock is ticking down, play clock's ticking down, and you make this decision.
3: W- well, I think we you know, we go into the game with, you know, initial models of how uh, you know, assessing our opponent and who's going to be available for the game. You know, weather. You know, all that good stuff. You know, you take all those into consideration with your initial models. Then at the game, then you have the feel of the game, the flow of the game, uh, the instinctive part of the game, and that's what we try to do is apply both processes um, and then treat each decision like they have a life of their own. And um, that's what I believe is the best way. Um, and just because something goes well doesn't mean that you're. You know, playing with house money the next time, and just because it doesn't go well, doesn't mean that that should turn you into someone that's uh, reluctant to go for it. So uh, we've tried to, you know, stay in the moment. And you know, against Denver, it was a possession game. We were playing against two backup quarterbacks, and uh, our defense was playing uh, at a really high level. And so, you know, it, it, we wanted to make that a possession game, turn that into a two-score game, turn it into a three-score game, uh, and that's what we did. And we felt like that was the best strategy for that game. Uh, other times, um, it has been different and you know I think that uh, when you have an offense like ours you certainly want to give them as many opportunities as possible specifically our quarterback Um, the more the more chances that you give Justin um, to score the ball the better you know your team is going to be and and I felt like he's done a a, a fantastic job all year and you can point to a lot of games where um, I feel like those decision makings help you know helped us win and uh, I think we're getting better as we go Um, but you know I think the big thing, the big, you know, I think theme is we're just going to treat each one of them like they have a life of their own and um, I think we're getting better as we go. Well, how
2: do you handle like say the week after the the Chiefs game where all those did in fact um, mount up how do you handle that personally? Yeah, I think, I think
3: being transparent with the with the players and with the with with you, the media and our fans is um, you know process over result. I mean, and um, you know for instance in the first Kansas City game, um, a lot of those decisions helped us win that game, and um, I felt like our process was was good in the second game. Um, you know, on the first drive, uh, we had done the same thing you know two weeks before against Joe Burrow on the you know that that offense so prolific. You know, fourth and four opening drive. Um, you know we. Got go for it on fourth and four Justin hits Keenan for a touchdown and really kind of sent us on our way uh in a big way in that game and um in Kansas City you know he hits Donald in the back of the end zone it's a beautiful throw and catch and then we had that just you know that tragic sort of ending to that play but I mean that was good process that was good um that was a good design um it just didn't go down the one um you know at the end of the half Uh, my mindset at the end of the half against Kansas city was I felt like we had a chance to separate, you know, you know, 17 to 10 to me, um, wasn't the type of separation that I was looking for 21 to 10 was the type of separation I was looking for. Um, they were getting the ball uh, at the beginning of the second half. Um, and, you know, I was aware that like, Hey, there's no field position to be gained here, you know, cause this is the last play. Um, but I had a lot of confidence on our offense versus their defense. And, um, I know that that's one of the decisions that, um, uh, was questioned, and, and it should be. But um, that was my mindset, was to make that a 21-10, two-possession game. Um, and it just didn't go down. So, um, you know, I feel like, um, you know, Rich, that um – you know, you have to be able to live with your decisions and, and be proud of your process. And, and I think that's what we've done all season long. And, um, you know, I think it, it it's given us an identity that our players can believe in, that our fans can believe in. And, um, you know, I'm excited to continue it moving forward.
2: Well, I've been at this uh, with the NFL Network for 18 years, doing this show now. This is my eighth year. And I've never asked the coach the question I'm about to ask you, Brandon Staley, but <laughs> here we go. Um, there is a circumstance, I, I'm, I don't know if you are aware of it, and you might be because you're, you're very perceptive, that if the Steelers win and the Colts lose, that both you and the Raiders make the playoffs if you tie on Sunday night football. And there are a lot of people talking about this right now. And uh, would you actually willingly take a tie when you know that that assures you of making it, and the other team, if you communicate with that other team, do something like that? Coach Brandon Staley.
3: Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty loaded scenario there. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, like that is a all-time coffee shop scenario. Yep, uh, I feel like I'm with my buddies at the University of Dayton yep. or something like that. Yep, that's what um, people you know, are talking but, about. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think we all respect the game and, and the NFL shield and – the integrity of this game far too much to to you know be complicit in something like that. This game matters too much to too many people, and we want to play our best and um, be proud of the result one way or the other. And so um, I know what we're going to do everything we can to go win this game uh, and play the way we're capable of playing. Um, and I hope that all the fans and everybody that loves the NFL uh, will be proud of the game on Sunday.
2: I appreciate you giving me an answer to the stupidest question I've admittedly ever asked an NFL head coach. <laughs> but this is truly, Brandon Staley, something that's so many fans are talking about and i even just said about 10 minutes ago knowing that you're coming on the program that you know how, how would you do something like that what do you you what you, you get telesco hooking up with mayock and you and basaci on a zoom and what and then you <laughs> kneel for th- three and a half hours in front of the country i mean that is the dumbest thing i've ever heard of yeah. but i did i do have a
3: coach who's playing this game and i i, I wanted to <laughs> put that in front of you you know and present yeah that to you. i mean i think um y- you know for the for the nfl w- w- i think as you know you've been in the nfl now um, pretty much your, your whole life. I mean, mm-hmm. what makes it so special is the competition and the, the, the level of integrity and respect that, that it stands for. And um, certainly that's what we're going to try and live up to this Sunday.
2: Coach Brandon Staley, thank you for the times you've called in during this regular season. And uh, for you and the Charger faithful, I hope we have a playoff conversation and uh, many more to come. So thank you for the time and happy new to you and yours.
3: Thank you, Rich. Happy New Year. Thanks for having
2: us. You got that. Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, who is hanging up the phone and saying, that was the dumbest question I've ever heard. But, <laughs> so no tie.
0: That's not going to happen. Uh, no, so, but everyone's no? saying, like,
2: why, wouldn't, why wouldn't the Chargers and Raiders do that?
0: Well, cool, It makes too much sense. Why does it make sense? Because you both make the playoffs. But it doesn't matter. That's not what it's about. It's about It's about making the playoffs. It's about winning a championship. Could Rich, you have, you can't I'm gonna let you, you in on a little secret. Can't win the championship if you don't make the
2: playoffs. Yes, but you can be assured of making it by winning yourself. You don't have to care about the other guy. But if and
0: you the, but if you play to win Do you really mean you when you're saying, are you playing devil's if advocate, you play if, to win, if you play to win, you might lose. But if you play to tie, you guarantee yourself the win. But How now, do
1: you how do, it, you do it, that, though?
0: By the way, though, if
2: this <laughs> game goes to overtime. I'm just having fun. <laughs> hold on a second. Let's just say this. If the game goes to overtime and tying does benefit you, right, mm-hmm. and it does benefit you and you start taking the air out of the ball to make it and you're on the other side, do you just clearly let them do it? Like, what if one team in overtime where overtime is reached because, you know, you're competing your asses off and it's just an, uh, an awesome game and it goes to overtime. If Sunday Night Football goes to overtime and it's just like, hey, if these teams end in a tie, they both make it and you're trying to win, you're trying to win and you take six, seven minutes off the clock, Mm -hmm. and kick a field goal and miss, and the other team now has it. Okay. Do you just take a knee on it to just make sure that you tie? At this point, it benefits you to tie. Forget about the fact that it benefits the other team. What if you do that to take the air out of it and give 40 seconds left to the other team to win, and they use it to beat you? (laughs) Yeah. As opposed to just taking the tie and saying, Screw it. They use it to beat you. You're gonna kick one from fifty five yards out just to win. When the miss means you're in it anyway. But you're just spitting it your last breath like the wrath of Khan at the other opponent. I don't know, Rick. What happens then? Like that could be the absolutely Khan. the moment that <laughs> this coach we just chatted with is in. And you got to look your guys in the locker room and say, we're playing to win. This That's is, all we're about. This is too to exhausting straight, to think about. You win the game. You win the game. It's a fascinating good for this type of oh, forum it's conversation. Of but when it comes down to actually executing it and talking to yeah, a man huh. whose life is all about competition and winning and creating that environment, for his team and his locker room and his franchise, what are you gonna do? Just take a knee for three and a half hours. Yeah. Plus all this I, talk about. And ties. I appreciate him answering that question. But yeah, I kind course. of felt the, compelled to ask the question that everyone is talking about. Like they should tie. They should absolutely <laughs> tie. Why wouldn't they tie? It's an easy thing to tie. they both in. Shouldn't they get together and tie this whole thing? And then you're <laughs> without the idea of what's the nuts and bolts of making that happen. I know you Of course his answer should have been like you're an idiot. I'm hanging up the phone now. Forget about me giving you that parking spot.
0: Ow. I'm Never calling again. I'm never calling again. Bye. But, it would be cool if they just played would for it a be? tie it would though. Well,
2: if it if they just if they go at it on Sunday night and they
0: just happen to tie.
2: Stop. Right. And it happens to go into overtime. That will be a fascinating conversation between Al and Chris for the whole country to see. Because whoever wins the toss is going to try and win the game. But what if they try and win the game and they take a ton of time off and the other team gets the ball back with just two and a half minutes to go? Yeah. Do they run the risk of losing? No. No, in a regular time. Forget about the fact that the tie would put the other team that you're trying to beat in also. You would play for the tie at that point in time because the tie gets you in. Gets
0: you in. Correct. Correct. And it just happens
2: to, to get, get the, the other team, team in. in. So you're playing for that tie. My question is, right. what if you play for that tie, and then you have to punt? And the other team's got like 60 seconds left. Does that guy return to punt for a touchdown and just say, yeah, we win, and you're out? For hate's
0: sake, I spit my last breath.
2: Thank you very much. That's, uh, that's the Wrath of Khan. You know what I'm saying? I, I do. Like, and then, I and do. then the other team is kind of like,
0: Has to understand that that's the way the cookie does, in fact, crumble. Hello. What I'm praying for is like 23-20. Raiders get the ball. They drive down the field. Daniel Carlson hits a field goal to send it to overtime. Right. And then it's going to be musty.
2: They have to send it to overtime because the loss means they're out. Right. They have to keep to try to win, and somebody will try to win in overtime. The question is, is what happens if that doesn't? Materialize, and the other team gets the ball back with a minuscule amount of time left, knowing a tie gets them in, do they still try to win it? And if they just try to take the air out of the ball and give it back to the other team for whom a tie also does get them in, do they try and win it just to say, we're in, you're out. Even if we had taken a knee, we'd both be in. And the Steelers and their faithful are living and dying with every second. The problem is this is all great conversation that is never going to happen. For two reasons. One, competitors in the NFL will never, ever purposefully take a knee True. for the other team. And two, the
1: Jaguars have to beat the Colts. But
0: what if the okay. Jaguars beat
2: the Let's them? take a break. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot of talk about New Year's resolutions in the New England area. Because there was a reporter that kept on chipping away at Belichick multiple times. <laughs> so we'll give... Out our New Year's Eve resolutions. We'll ask you to do the same at 844-204-RICH as well. Kurt Warner in Hour 3 still to come. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. And that means spring cleaning. Or at least... on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
0: This is the Rich Eisen Show.
2: Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. So this uh, on our break was um, good for you, Chris, that we were on our break. Uh, You didn't have to sit here the day after the Patriots got Spank a by the Bills.
0: Two weeks. Of- I oh, mean, Colts-
2: that was an absolute spankopotamus that the Bills laid on the Patriots.
0: Yeah, it was not good.
2: And coming off the heels of that Colts loss, where they were down 17 to not 20 to, was it 20 to nothing, right? Was, a lot to a little. Whatever the hell it was, yeah, it was a lot to a little. Yeah. To the point where I had a, a whole, you know, tweet queued up in that third quarter of like they're moving on to Buffalo. Okay, because that's their next game. I mean, they got spanked. And then for the Bills to come in and just put it on New England. I mean, the I mean, Damien Harris had an excellent game, but everybody else. Yeah. I mean, they were out of sync. I mean, Mac Jones, Jones looked stork. like a pure rookie. And, and so yeah. <sighs> for Belichick to step to the post-game press conference podium and be asked a non-football question, uh, you don't really see that too often. But we did. Check it out.
0: Hi. Um, football aside, sorry, but I'm doing a story about New Year's <laughs> resolutions, and I was just wondering if you had any you wanted to share with your fans and our readers?
1: Yeah. No, not right now. Okay. Thanks. Maybe next week. Maybe, maybe next ne- week.
0: Wow, that was nice
2: Now, you. you know, again, as you know, Bill apologized to reporters for not answering questions the week before for Indianapolis. So maybe he's turning over a new leaf, which in a way – the answer, in itself, uh, potentially revealing his New Year's resolution. Good point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. Uh, but when he said, maybe next week, that was kind of like that small percentage of 1% that Jordan left the door open for years ago when he retired, right? For the second time? 99. Right? is Right? It is what he said? So um, the reporter came back. Actually, did it again. Good for her. Later in the week, press availability.
1: Roll it. It's New Year's Eve Day. Um, Have you had a chance to consider any New Year's resolutions since I asked you on Sunday?
3: Yeah, they they would all be personal, so it probably wouldn't mean anything to you anyway. Thank
0: you. There you go. <laughs> and the smile, a little smile. Well, I
2: mean, but that's the point. Is that they're personal, so it would mean something to us because we're wondering what somebody who is one of the most successful individuals and of pri- all time, and private? right, is thinking. Right. So, <laughs> give it up. I found out who this person is. Apparently, I think she was stringing for People Magazine. Okay. Uh, give it up to Juliet. Pennington of the attleboro sun chronicle where's attleboro is that is that a new one
0: it's a massachusetts okay
2: so she's got stick-to-itiveness um she's got one strike left she has not asked she has yet to return to ask the question next to pawtucket so no really on the at Massachusetts-Rhode Island. Okay, border. does that, so? Does that mean she's asked this of Veritech at some point in time, or uh, maybe? Uh, Who's the Paw Sox uh, uh, manager now? Because she could go there. Because the New England Patriots boss ain't biting. I mean, <laughs> the 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 gumption is uh, beyond impressive, beyond impressive. So, this may not be uh, the same intensity. Or level of interest for the readership of whoever Juliet Pennington was penning a, this tome about. But we've come up with our New Year's resolutions. Because why not? And um, we've we've got our own. Inspired by Bill Belichick <laughs> refusing to share his. Maybe next week. <laughs> and then next week comes and he shuts it down. All right. Uh, do you have? Okay, very good. Ooh, rock very rock and roll man. version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brockman, you want to? Let's do Brockman. TJ, I'll go, and then Del
0: Tufo oh, will finish up. Strong. Last...
2: Okay, you ready, Chris Brockman? Go for it.
0: Sure. Yeah, I mean, these are personal, and I I made mine personal. Okay. Uh, last year, we were able to take Cage to his first baseball game hey. at Dodger Stadium. So this year, I would like to go with my son to at least one game each in each of the four major sports. Uh-huh. How nice. Okay. So I'm going to hit them all with him this year. Um, it's going to be tough because he's kind of entering terrible two stage. Oh. So sitting may be an issue, but I want to try to do it. Here's the thing.
2: For kids that age, the fact that the seats go up and down is fascinating. Okay. Okay. Um, and then when in doubt, screen time, peanut M&Ms. That'll get screen you through. Uh, right. Screen And bring some cars. Bring some sort Good of goodness. like... Uh, you know my my my. Hot wheels. Oh something. yeah, absolutely, yeah, okay. absolutely, and uh, I note. think your problem is uh, baseball's locking out, so. And
0: it might be a late summer that, situation. Okay. But so it's a long year. Well, it's a long. I mean, I got a whole year. Okay. Very no, good whole year. I'm I like do my that. Best. I'm TJ
1: Jefferson, best. what's your New Year's resolution? I, I, I did not expect you to go so real with yours on now. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a tone setter. Right now, you didn't I feel see it like, Now I feel a little stupid with, with no, mine. No, no. <laughs> but you know, Don't be. you know, I'm a big fan of Calvin and Hobbes, the cartoon uh, back in the day. And <laughs> oh, what?
2: Cal- Calvin Carly had this. So it's Taylor, my eight year old. and Calvin
1: <laughs> had a cartoon once that said, "I resolve to make no resolutions," and that's usually how I am about you know resolutions. But okay. I'll give you one. You know i got a thing with reading the comments on social media oh, you really do. i really do and you know the thing is i i get confused sometimes because people on one sentence will say that like the cowboys suck and they haven't won anything in 25 years and then the next sentence call me a bandwagon hopper and it's really hard for me to understand how those two things can both be correct so i figured i got to do something like who am i going to argue with about football right and no i I've come up with a tier system, right? Much like the club. I've broken this down into four tiers. And if your team falls into these tiers, we can talk or not talk. Okay. Now, tier one is (laughs) if your team has three or more Super Bowl wins, let's talk. You're in the VIP club with me. Okay. Dallas has five. We haven't won in a while, but we still have five. That means the Patriots, the Steelers, the 49ers, the Packers, the Giants, the Broncos, the Washington football team, and the Las Vegas Raiders all have at least three. Let's open up the VIP line. You can come in. We can chat a little bit. If you want to talk trash to me, fine. I'll listen to it. Now, tier two is you actually make it into the club, right? That means you have at least one or two Super Bowls. I will engage you because your team has won. Wow. But I only go so far, and that's the Dolphins, Colts, Chiefs, Ravens, 95 Rams, Seahawks, I mean, Eagles, Bears, exactly. Jets, and what the Saints, doing? right? Now, tier three, you have zero wins. That means you got to the Super Bowl, but you don't win. You're you're waiting in line. I'm waiting right? in line. So if you want to try to talk trash with me uh, and you don't have a Super Bowl win, even though you win, I'm going to be like, wait in line. That's the Vikings, Bills, Bengals, Panthers, Falcons, Chargers, Titans, and Cardinals. Now, I got into an argument on Twitter once with a fan. This and I was insane. like, your team's never even been to the Super Bowl. So... You just stay at home. Don't even get dressed. Don't shower. Don't quarantine. put on the Don't put on Squires the seat. Quarantine. Don't, 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 yeah, don't, just don't, just stay quarantine. at home. Drink at home. That's the Browns, Lions, Texas, and Jags. I'm not even discussing it with you because you've never been in and you ain't getting in the club. And that's my resolution how I'm going to stay sane wow. in 2022. Wow too. my God. He hasn't been to the Super Bowl. Hey, baby, but we stay rich.
2: Been, wait, let me do the math correctly. It here. does not. Be- let me do the math correctly. Richard, there's would- been a
1: quarter century plus that's, that's of fine. New Year's resolutions New Year's for Jet planet Fan. Earth. And by my tier ranking, I, you are I in the club. In, but I, I'm in VIP, line. so I'm not listening to you because you didn't t- win. So according to you, I've got to wait in line. No, no, yeah, one you just have won Super outside, Bowl. Rich.
2: We didn't win it. No, we did win it. Yeah, obviously. No, you you, you don't know win. your own team's history. No, What's going win. on here? Oh, yeah, it's
0: been so long. Yeah, you want to talk about long? So
2: you're in the club. No, we won it. Okay, but we're behind the rope. all right, all right,
0: and that's it. That was. I got confused about because I got
2: here's my here's my here's my New Year's resolution.
0: <laughs> here's, mine.
2: Here's, mine. here's mine. Here's mine. Here's mine. You all know how I spent the last month of twenty twenty one. Oh, so <laughs> you, much. So much. Feeling yourself, talking.
0: okay. So much ass
2: And then, and then, my team in the last day of twenty twenty one got spanked out of the college football playoffs. Okay, spanked. So here's what I'm going to do. uh Moving forward mm-hmm. in twenty twenty two. I'm going to stay humble about my college football team. Uh, I'm going to stay I'm, be more uh, humble. i about my I college football this man. team. You know why? New Because jackpot. I'm just going to act like we've been there before. Because <laughs> we have been there before.
0: <laughs> which means you can
2: already see the struggle I'm going to have. I don't to like To make this. sure my New Year's oh. resolution can stay put. In his feelings, um, Rich Eisen
1: um, was my favorite Rich Eisen. Um,
2: no, no, no. I'm, I'm in my feelings, which is – I. I I've been there before. Big Ten <laughs> champion, made the college football playoff semifinal for the first time. It's nothing, is what you're saying. Beat Ohio State for the first time since being a host of this show. No. Well, so I'm going to stay humble about my football team.
1: That's not what I wanted to hear. No, 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 but okay, I can stay humble. It's your resolution. That's my resolution. What's your resolution, Mike? Well, since most resolutions uh, get broken very quickly. Oh, <laughs> my resolution is one of those. Sean, or, uh, our esteemed colleague yes. made a great graphic. Uh, if Mike can put it on. I'm going to try to pay more attention during the show.
0: Pay
1: more attention during the show. By the way, I have a bonus with this. I'm off Doug the Pug. He doesn't want to follow me. Oh. I'm his father. I mean, I look. we look alike. He won't follow me on Twitter. How many people does Doug, Doug
0: the, Pug? the Pug follow on
1: Twitter? Uh, he follows enough that he should be following me, and I'm kind of pissed
0: about it. So, Mike, you want a trick to that? unfollow him follow him right back
1: what do you mean because you'll go to the top we'll of the go to mentions. the top of
0: the mentions and you'll see that you're I mean, you got
1: you got the blue check I mean, mark we, we and inter- he's going to follow you we interact we're family i mean he doesn't follow me i'm, I'm upset
2: i understand but, that mike uh so that so that's a helpful step is that
1: you won't be i'm, I'm not going to be looking at doug the Pub, paying only, less attention to less than a
0: thousand people
1: oh. i should be one of those wow <laughs> Why am I not?
2: All right, very good. Good job, everybody. That was nice. Now I'm not gonna pay attention. I'm so kidding. I'm in the club. I'm in the <laughs> club. You're, in the, You're in, the club, in the club, Rich. You're in the club. So fifty seven. So we can rich. talk. We we the thing Did is, you say ch- one to two just because you that would let me in the club no, because and you knew I would won. have a problem. You actually have one a Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, and yeah. Super Bowl three. Yeah, or, you won one, so Brock, in the DJ, booth. you will get a modic- you will get a modicum of my engagement.
1: You know? He's in the booth with me. Well done. I will engage to a point. You're in the booth
2: too. All right, uh let me get Juliet.
1: What's her name again?
2: <laughs> I should have written it down. Oh, the reporter. Yeah, take that one to to Addle uh, Addleborough. Julia Pennington. There we go. There's Adelboro. four. There's four new uh, New Year's resolutions for you to fill your story with. That
0: please, please put us in. Right, that would be great.
2: Because Bill's not playing along. <laughs>
0: well, they, would, they would be personal, so the, no, <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> matter. To oh you. my god. <laughs> Maybe next week.
2: You imagine you asked that of Bill Belichick after a loss to the Bills, which he's only had like a handful, of, time, like a handful hand. of times since been a, being a head coach in New England. That is a that is a rough one.
1: <sighs> How nervous was she to ask the question? I don't again, think she's probably
0: not. She sounded pretty like She was really No, yeah, uh, football, Well, yeah. someone
1: had to have said football to her aside. Somebody had to say that started. to her, right? Like, yeah. what are you doing? I mean, you gotta know when you're going to Bill to be ready he's going to... I mean, everybody was ducking for cover on that one. That oh, yeah. You turn your head. He he is intimidating to ask. When we were at Upfronts in uh, Atlanta, I staked out right in front of his podium so our camera crew could come in. Oh, to me, And yeah, was he amazing. was five feet from me, and I thought I had a pretty like decent question, and he looked over in my direction, and I just right. went... <gasps>
0: I wanted to ask that. him about renaming the trophy, and I chickened out.
2: Well, Irvin says that it should be renamed the Belichick Trophy. But Bill mm-hmm. is like not trying to ever God, hear that. Like, so. never hear he'd that. never want that. I don't think he'd want. I it. think he'd prefer to answer his New Year's Eve resolution. <laughs> yeah, <I think> <laughs> I'm going to be more humble about my team. You know?
1: No, no, Rich. I was The last month of this show was so much fun with you just peacocking and then walking around with your chest out. And I was hoping yeah, we get, got, I hey, was hoping you keep that energy about, for the yeah, next I'm 12 act months. i like I've been there before. You can still do that, though. That's what I'm going to do. That's fine. <laughs> Look at him. He hasn't won in 25 yeah, years. He's got yeah, and exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's like, I'm in.
2: By the way, don't matter. Next time <laughs> we get Stephen A. Smith on the show, oh, uh-huh. we are going to have you describe to him this New Year's resolution. Oh, and fair and fair. that is going to be, as the kids say, lit. I cannot wait Whew. for that moment. Amazing. We must book him immediately.
1: Hey, it's just how I For feel. that reason. Boy, well, hey, like I said, it happened oh, once. Oh, God. Somebody, it was a Carolina a Panther play. fan, was really trying to talk trash to me. And I was like, Blood. why am I arguing with you? Like,
0: why am I you?
2: <laughs> Let's take a Why? break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. 204 Rich numbers. Dollars. Oh. Phone calls. And we oh. come back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Hey.
1: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide
2: assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price.
0: This is the Rich Eisen Show.
2: We are here live in Los Angeles, California. We already chatted with uh, Brandon Staley of the Los Angeles Chargers and also Peter King, Kurt Warner, slated to call us in about a half an hour time. He was in Cleveland, uh, in Pittsburgh last night, pardon me, for the Big Ben finale and also the Cleveland Browns playing a... Uh, a game in which uh, they were eliminated, and uh, their offense kind of looked like it. So we'll talk to Kurt about all that in hour number three. Jeff in Detroit, Happy New Year to you, Jeffrey. What's going on in your mind, sir? Happy New Year to up and my
1: cousins. What's oh, well, Jeffrey. What up, Jeff? Hey, listen, kinda, uh, we were sitting up politicking in the barbershop, as we usually do, <laughs> and it
2: came up with a, a, a wonderful analogy. Antonio Brown is kind of like Kanye West. You know, it's all about him. He's good when he's great, but when he's bad, he's really off. And he does stuff that you can't really put your finger on, self-destructive personality, and it's all about him. So, you know, I, I kind of liken them two to each other. I have another question for you, though.
1: With their ups and downs during the season, which team do you have most most faith in Going further in the playoffs, the LA Rams or the Arizona Cardinals.
2: Hmm. I'll go with the Rams. I'll go with the LA Rams. I, I think that, mm. yeah, uh, I, I, you know, is DeAndre Hopkins and James Conner back? Uh,
0: oh,
2: yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a well. That's a big difference. That's a big. Oh yeah. Uh, I that Jeffrey. That's a big. Oh yeah. Go full strength. Full
0: strength. Well. Possibly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Full strength. Hmm. Oh, and see, like man. I said, they both have wins that you just look at and you say, my goodness, and they both have losses that you kind of scratch your head at, you know? Uh, I don't know. I personally, I think Aaron Donald's a difference maker, so I'll just take the Los Angeles Rams. They got the best player in the field for both teams. So thanks for the call there, uh, Jeffrey. Happy New Year to you.
0: I, I think you're right know. about that, but when I look at both those teams, the quarterbacks kind of give me just brief pause. Like Kyler oh, Murray, I mean, can't stay healthy, yeah, can't well, stay healthy. It'd be
2: Kyler Murray's first chance at it. Matthew Stafford's big game, you know.
0: But uh, Matthew Stafford just sometimes does, I mean, I love the guy, but he does stuff, and you're like, you're too good to be making a throw like that. Like, what were you thinking?
2: Yep. I know, but guess what? They're both making the playoffs, and we're going to find an answer, and it may be against each other. I'm excited about that. It's going to be amazing. Maybe against each other.
0: They played one of the most entertaining games uh, this year.
2: So, I want to talk about Antonio Brown one more time here today. Um, I saw him at the Nets game last night, and I, I just thought to myself, you know, SportsCenter put out a tweet with him at the Nets game last he night. He got a
0: standing ovation when he walked and, in the and arena. I, I,
2: I saw that, and I thought to myself, what the hell is that all about? Why are we celebrating somebody who self-destructed him, you know, his career again? who took off his clothes and left the field in the middle of play. The most unprofessional behavior possible. Short of trying You say, all right, I'll go in the game, and then purposefully trying to lose the game for your team, throwing the action. Whatever was going on between him and Arians or what have you, and him and the team or what have you, or whatever is going on, For him to respond by saying, I'm taking off my uniform and I'm running on the field during the game and I'm leaving the team in the middle of all of this, we're losing, and I'm waving goodbye. A spectacle. There's no other way to put it. It's a spectacle. Why are people cheering? that? Have we lost a sense of shame or remorse in this country? And I I know this might come across as Mount you know high on the mount or it's just like no i'm not i'm not high on any mount i'm not better than anyone else i actually feel for this guy in terms of his um mental well-being that's not the action of somebody like if my child did that i'd be like what are you doing we to talk about consequences we have to sit down and talk about how you handle yourself around others and what what image you're putting out there to amongst your friends and your peers and your family and your world like that's the way I would handle it with my 13 10 and 8 year old and this is a grown-ass man and the fact that the Bucks have not released him yet you part of that might be you know legal action and grievances and what have you but I think part of it is that the Bucks are concerned they might see him in the playoffs against him that a team in the NFL would actually take him and I'm thinking to myself, what the hell would that be about? This man left the Steelers, the manner in which he left the Steelers, Facebook-living his coach in, 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 in the locker room and, and then inactive for his final game due to injury and, and lack of information. I'm reading from that report. And apparently he'd thrown a football at the, the quarterback, Ben. Mad at Juju Smith-Schuster being the MVP? Is it true, is it not? I, I don't know. All I know is that he had an incredible setup in Pittsburgh with a coach who had his back all that time, and see ya. Out. They traded him to the Raiders, who gave him the contract he was looking for, right? And then we saw what happened there. Refused to wear a certain helmet. I mean, don't forget everything else that was going on with Gruden and Mayock and the helmet and his feet and were they burned or were they not? Cause he was, you know, in a, some cryo chamber. And then when he gets released, he's celebrating, running around, tweeting everything out and living on Instagram. And then the Patriots go and grab him like on the spot. And then he blows that whole thing up because of the way he acted when a report came out about one of his many personal transgressions and attacked the owner of the team and Robert Kraft. And still another team grabbed him because Brady said, I got this. And the other team coached by a guy who was with him in Pittsburgh. He saw everything, you know, everything. And that coach now looks like he's got egg on his face and mud all over the place. And another team's gonna say, "Yeah, let's bring him in because we can win a championship." I can't believe it, but also can't believe it. Why are you cheering him walking in? Because you're—he's entertaining you with his public spectacle. Is that what it is? Like you—you you think it's funny? A hall of fame, a player with hall of fame credentials, getting opportunity after opportunity. I didn't even talk about all the stuff in his personal life that if you could just look up. Opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, and each franchise said, get out. Another one will say yeah, and then people around the country think it's funny or fun or you know I'm I got your back. For what? Would he have yours? Is that what you think? I, I, I truly would like to know. You can call me anytime I'm willing to have a conversation with anybody on this subject matter to enlighten me as to why he, after doing what he did, will just go out in public. Like, yeah, I'm like
3: no big nothing. Nothing. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I'm a on I am. Celebrity Row
2: and cheer me walking into a, an arena. Like what? That was great, man, when you ran out on a football field without your shirt on and ran out on your team and needed to get an Uber and hung out with an Uber guy and your life is great and now you're at the Nets game? On whose vaccination card, by the way? (laughs) So, I don't get it. I don't get it. All I know that should be gotten is help for him.
1: Hour 3 coming up here